Now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's time for the Fashion Rewired Podcast with Brian Hill. During the Fashion Rewired Podcast, we chat with successful fashion designers and business entrepreneurs who share their powerful stories of success while providing real-time industry tips, tools, and actionable strategies to execute today with the goal of designing our listeners' brands for success. Now, here's your host, Brian Hill. Welcome to Fashion Rewired with Brian Hill, where we are focused on the business of fashion. Fashion Rewired is about the successful transformation of your mind, perspective, and daily approach to your fashion brand or startup. I'm super excited to have my next guest, president of Elevate Lifestyle, Percy J. Knox. How's it going, Percy? Going well. Excellent, excellent. Let's talk about Percy's uh, background. He uh, has an extensive athletic career. In high school, California State runner-up as a junior in the long jump. Senior year, state champion in the long jump, and also best long jumper in the nation. Whoa. University of Arizona, don't hold it against him, I'm an Arizona State guy. <laughs> uh, track and field scholarship, four-time NCAA All-American, two-time Pac-10 champion, athlete of the week numerous times, et cetera, et cetera. After college, goes on to the U.S. Olympic Festival champion two times, and just basically he's a jumper. He's a fast jumper, and I was lucky enough to meet him and become my best friend. Maybe uh, 10, 12 years ago, on a whim, I read an article about an Adidas facility coming to town. I said, no matter what happens, I'm doing women's workout apparel. I should be working with someone related to Adidas. I walked in unannounced, cold called. He came out from around the corner, very suspicious to someone that was trying to get inside the Adidas building. I said, uh, I'm Brian. I've got this athletic line, Fem Athletic. I know you guys are Adidas, but some way, somehow, I want to work with you, and what could I offer you? He said, what's it going to cost? I said, zero. <laughs> he said, what's it going to cost? I said, zero. I really want to give you what I have, and let's see how we can work together. And uh, that started a long relationship of uh, amazing growth, amazing transformation. Percy was intricate in my uh, rewire uh, with the losing of my mom uh, to cancer, I went to him and was very transparent and said, listen, um, I've got a lot of potential. I do a lot of things great, but it's just not working for me. And now my number one fan is not in my corner anymore. What do you think? He said, let's just break it down. If you really want to go that route and uh, improve things, we're going to start with step one. And that's what he gave to me. And I'm a better person. I'm a better father. I'm a better business person. I'm a better friend, I think, uh, 10, 12 years later. So uh, that's Percy Knox. What can you fill in? in between that to get to where you are now? Well, you know, the way I, the way I approach life is very similar to the way that, that you approach life. And, you know, you've got to have specific things that you can execute on uh, in order uh, to be able to day by day do the things that are going to make you successful. And, you know, it's a, it's a process. It's something that's, that's always kind of developing as you go through each day because, each day in and of itself has different exciting opportunities and uh, its own challenges. And so, you know, I think having a process uh, to be able to kind of execute each day is kind of where the foundation starts. And for me, uh, that happened to me in college. Um, after getting a scholarship to the University of Arizona, uh, I kind of thought that I could kind of skate through with my athletic ability and not really focus on academics. And by the time I was a, a sophomore, 
uh, I was on probation at the U of A and was about to not be able to do the one thing that I love, which was running track. So that was my very first kind of big rewire. And from that, uh, I set up a foundation that I really feel has allowed me uh, to move from industry to industry and to actually ultimately land, land in the, fi- the fashion industry. Sure. So now, <clears throat> years later, you are the president of LLB Lifestyle. Luxury custom clothier out of Los Angeles. You're based here in Phoenix, and you work with the top pro athletes in the world, top high net worth individuals in the world, top properties from the SBs to the MGM to Mandalay, et cetera. That's a long way from a long jumper. Correct, correct. And, and again, I think it's one of those scenarios where each day uh, I've tried very hard to take advantage of the opportunities uh, that have come my way. And so I look at things and I, I try to make sure that I approach any scenario that comes my way with a positive outlook, right? So whether, again, it's a challenge or whether it's a, a potential opportunity, uh, I really try to flesh it out. And again, it's something that uh, you and I together have been able to kind of go back and forth with and, and try to look at things in a way that uh, you can get the most out of the opportunity. For sure. I think I was very blessed to have someone like you in my life because when I went back to that first rewire, uh, when losing my mom and told you honestly what I was lacking, where I was missing, and you helped me. Uh, since then, we have the utmost trust in each other. Make mistakes, not a problem. Be transparent, not a problem. Fix it and move on. I think also being athletes, you also grow up in that mentality of not worrying about the last play, just correct the last play. And uh, I've been honored to uh, be along that journey. So when you go back to your rewire in college, can you tell me step one after you decide to rewire? What was step one? Well, to me, you know, I knew that studying was not a priority. And that is why I was in the situation that I was in. So the very first thing that I actually told myself was that every day after practice, before I started watching TV or doing anything else, I was going to get my homework done. And from that, that allowed me to be prepared for every day in class. Then I was prepared for the tests. And that's why I was able to go from a 1.8 GPA to ended up having a 3.6 in my major and, and ultimately leaving with a 2.7, which is very hard to do when, you, when you're at a 1.8. As a sophomore, being able to get up to a total of a, a 2.7 GPA by the time you leave, very difficult to do. But that was my, that was my first step. Again, second step, having a short-term and, and also medium-range goals. And then having that long-range goal of, of ultimately, you know, actually winning the Willie Williams uh, Award, which is to be the best athlete and have the best GPA on the team. And that was how I focused on it. From a 1.8 to winning that award is amazing. Yep. So now you've got, you're doing your homework. You have some short and medium and long-term goals, which is amazing. What was step three? So step three was uh, really kind of the, the execution of those, those two goals, right? Was to make sure that, look, there was always going to be pivots. There were going to be certain things that I was going to uh, have to deal with from a challenge standpoint. So being able to have the flexibility, uh, to be able to work within those two goals was really goal three for me. Sure. Execution, we heard earlier with other guests that that is the word. Um, it's the word I live by. You live by it in college, and you live by it today. At the end of the day, people need to execute whatever they're trying to do when they figure out what they're trying to do, right? Yes. Amazing. And from that, I would imagine you had some habits that just naturally formed. One habit was just doing your homework after practice. That's just a habit. 
and then it became second nature. What other habits came out of that naturally on those three steps? Well, I think that, you know, when you, when you're ba- when you base your, your process on doing kind of the core things, then what ends up happening is, is that it becomes second nature, right? And then the success becomes very, it becomes easy at that point because you prepared yourself. You're doing the one thing that creates the success that you need to do, and you're doing it every single day. If you're doing that, then again, as opportunities come, as situations present themselves, you're prepared for it. So always to me, it always goes back to that core kind of process of what are you doing every day sure. right, to, to help get yourself better, whether, again, it's grades, whether it's developing a niche within the market that you're in, how do you, on a day-to-day basis, work on the small things? Right. I love it. So for you, you started doing your homework and became a new habit. Awesome. Then you looked at your short-term and long-term and medium-sized goals, wrote them down, I'm assuming. And then third, you started executing. Can you look at your life and your career now and tie one big accomplishment to those new habits that you formed? Well, I would say that... um, you know, when I look at this transition that I made uh, from being in the athletic training world to then moving into the fashion world, that the, the habits that I had developed uh, allowed me to take the process of making this transition and make it as seamless as possible. I was very fortunate uh, to be able to uh, land with a company like Elevay and to eventually become the, the president uh, of the corporation uh, and really being able to attack um, those fears that you have when you're making a transition like that, uh, knowing and understanding that, at least foundationally, I was prepared to do anything. So it didn't really matter if I was going from training to fashion because from a business structure, from understanding how business works and from all that practice and all of that development, uh, it allowed me to have a, 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 you know, a seamless transition. Excellent. We always like to thank our sponsors for supporting Fashion Rewired, the Phoenix Fashion Week Top 40 Model of the Year competition. With each new year of Phoenix Fashion Week, so too begins our various competitions, including Model of the Year. Meant to support and nurture our local fashion talent, this competition has achieved not only immense growth and range, but most importantly, numerous success stories for our models have been involved. More information on Model of the Year, phoenixfashionweek.com slash models. So now I'm going to take you into the garment district. This is where we try and get a bunch of questions answered for the young listeners, the old listeners, anyone in the fashion world, and also startups. So between wholesale and retail and fashion, are you at Elevay working towards an end user, which is a retail customer, or are you on the distribution side of things and selling in bulk? Our goal really is, is very retail. It's, it's, it's one-to-one. Right, because because we do custom clothing, uh, it's a very personal process, and so you you can't do that in in mass, right? So it's it's individual people looking at their individual needs and being able to provide uh, the best uh, product and also the best service uh, in order to continue to to thrive as a company. Gotcha. So what's your go to resource when you're talking one to one customers and consumers and trying to get them what they exactly want? What's your biggest, best resource that you use to succeed at Elevay? Uh, I would say that uh, really um, using kind of fashion content. So what's great is that obviously over the last seven, eight years now, 
kind of Instagram has allowed uh, there to be a great platform in order for us to be able to communicate with our clients on what they may need, what we think that might be the best options for them in terms of the clothing, because we do so much. We do everything from sweats all the way to tuxedos. That's a huge kind of base to go from. So being able to use IG, being able to use the Esquires, the GQs, uh, those types of resources, um, WWD, um, those allow us to be able to have the tools that we need to be able to quickly help a a client with their needs. So explain that. Break that down a little bit. Are you saying that you are watching what's going on in the magazines and on social, and then are you then transferring those images and options to your your customers? Yes. Yeah. So that, again, it it helps us uh, because – all of us are kind of individual designers ourselves, right? So we're looking for inspiration. Uh, we're looking to be able to articulate to a customer in a way, either using, using those resources or also using our kind of bed of, of resources that we have from our different lookbooks to be able to, again, create a solution for that person based on the needs that they have. Because for us, we, we take the individual and we look at their situation. Why do they need this particular garment? Is it for a specific event? Is it for a certain kind of attitude maybe that they're trying to switch from and they're trying to present themselves in a certain way? What is it that the person's trying to do? So you've got to be able to have a a bevy of resources in order to articulate to each other what needs to be done. Sure. Since social is such a big deal at Elevay, who do you follow on social media that inspires you? The number one person I would say for me personally is, is Tom Ford. I just love the way that uh, he has created his brand. Um, I love the way that he articulates his imagery um, and his style. Even though it's funny, for him, all he does is wear black. That's all he'll wear, right? But what he then is able to take from that and then impose that into his different collections has always been inspiring to me. Also, John, John Varvatos is another one. Just the edgy kind of rock theme that he has has always been something that I've been attracted to personally. Sure, sure. How about some digital tools that you use to communicate the sizing, the measurements, your needs back to your factory? What are you guys using? So we, we have a, a system called Apparel Magic is what we use to communicate, at least at this point. We're actually building a whole new platform um, to take everything that we do to another level. Uh, but it, it's kind of coming from this apparel magic where we put all the measurements, we're able to put in whatever special instructions that are needed uh, because we can fully customize anything for anyone. We can change the, the, the lapel width. We can put buttons in places that uh, you're normally not supposed to. So there's a lot of creativity that we can actually uh, uh, put into this apparel magic uh, application. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, you and I are big book readers. You turn a ton of books onto me, Seth Godin, Jim Collins, et cetera. Can you recommend a book that they should read listening today to help them succeed? Well, if we're talking about the kind of emerging designer, uh, the designer that's trying to find their niche, trying to find what type of company they want to be and how they want to articulate themselves, it's got to be Seth Godin's Purple Cow. Um, that's the place to start. Love it. Uh, to be able to create uh, what it is that you want to be that's unique to everybody else because there, there's so much out there. That's the thing with social media. There are, there's so much competition now, and all, your audience is getting beat down by so much information 
that how do you create a, a unique um, vision of yourself and what your company is supposed to be so that your, your customer base can be attracted to you? Right. The Purple Cow concept, I still live by it today. I remember the first time you recommended that book. So if you're driving down, the concept is if you're driving down the country road, you see a bunch of brown cows, brown cow, white cow, over and over and over. But if you happen to see a purple cow in that same pasture, you would remark about that. When you got to your destination, your parents, grandparents' home, you would say, I saw a purple cow today. People would look at you kind of funny, but what you're actually saying is, amidst all the social media, amidst all the, the noise, you should be the purple cow in your brand that stands out that someone's going to remark about. And remarkable is based on the word remarking. And today, that's what Phoenix Fashion Week is based on. New York Fashion Week, super successful. We look up to them. LA Fashion Week, tons of success. But we had to be the purple cow, and that was working with emerging designers. That is different than everybody else. And that's what we're known for now, and I attribute that to that book. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, what's, what's interesting about what uh, Phoenix Fashion Week has been able to do is, is that after all this time, no one's repeated it. It's like us. So we have our own 20,000-square-foot factory in L.A. where everything is made, where we can make a suit in 24 hours. See, no one has the gumption. Nobody has what it would take to be able to repeat this. That's how you know that you're a purple cow because it, it, you, you don't want to create something that is very easily be, very easily be, oh, God, I'm having a hard time talking. <laughs> Love it. Very easy to, to, re, to re, uh, repeat or replace, Right. Phoenix Fashion Week has created something that people are still like, ah, I don't know how we put this infrastructure together to really be able to help emerging designers. Same with us. You know, designers out there don't have the, the um, what I would say, the bravery uh, to be able to stick their necks out and create a, an actual, you know, 20,000 square foot structure where they're going to put 50 people in to be able to design and produce and manufacture all of these, these different garments that we make. Right. You're right. I think the, uh, the bravery, right, is what you're looking at. When people want to do a fashion show, a fashion event, a fashion week, I get tons and tons of emails from people around the nation that want to do the exact same thing. I tell them all the same thing. It's really, really hard. It's super expensive. And it's a moving target every single minute of the day. And for me, back um, with my loss and my rewire, it was the challenge I needed to keep my mind really focused and really sharp, to be honest with you. And uh, Phoenix Fashion really saved my life, to be honest with you, because it was that challenging. And I love that, and I always have that uh, to take home. But now people that want to kind of reproduce it, we want to help them to do that, because I don't want anyone to go 12 years, 10 years to do it. You can do it faster than we did it if you're ready to do it, if you really want to execute. And that's where we look them in the eye and say, do you really want to do this or not? Right. It's all about passion and purpose. So if you're going to be doing uh, a, a fashion week, right, and if you're really wanting to uh, really help people, then there has to be a purpose over money, right? The money's going to come if you are doing the things that are right uh, for people to be able to grow their brands. And, and you know, a lot of times you know, fashion shows end up being a bit of a party, a bit of a, of a social kind of setting as opposed to it having some structure and having some outcomes, right? Having feedback, those types of things that, uh, that need to happen in order to, to make it grow. 
I think that's why Phoenix Fashion Week has been able to be as sustainable uh, as it's been. Uh, and again, much like our company, um, we've been around since 1999. And again, we're not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, we're, we're growing uh, and we're continuing to be able to help people with the needs that they have based on the, the structure that we put together. Amazing. So everybody wants to know about some of these pro athletes that you work with. I know you like to keep it close to the vest, but tell us about one challenging professional athlete that you overcame um, them not wanting to work with you, them not needing a, a custom suit by you. How did you overcome that, if you can tell that story? Well, you know, for us, uh, I always say no doesn't mean no. All right, so when you have an athlete at, at a certain juncture uh, in their process saying that, uh, no, you're too expensive or whatever the case may be, um, I don't get offended by that. Our company doesn't get offended by that because, again, we know that we have speed, we have execution uh, at our disposal. So eventually, you know, a lo- some of these guys who have um, said no to us in the past then come running to us because no one else can do what we do, and then price is no longer an issue. So we've had that happen several times with uh, some several uh, known We want athletes. names. We want names. <laughs> There's one athlete that you love and he loves you that would be okay with you saying, who came around the corner and loves you now that didn't love you so much in the beginning? All right, let me, let me think about this for a moment because, again, this is not something that I normally do, so let me, <laughs> let me think about this. Um, uh, be a good guy. What? You know, uh, actually, um, Justin Pugh, uh, who is now uh, with the Cardinals, was with the uh, New York Giants, was a, was a guy who, bigger athlete, um, offensive lineman, who when he came out uh, – you know, wasn't as sure about himself. So when he looked at our stuff, I think he felt like maybe it was a little bit too flashy for him. Uh, but just kind of over time, uh, with the help of the designer that worked with him, it, he kind of came into his own. And he was coming into his own at, as himself, but then as he wanted to project himself, he then looked at the way that we do things, the way that we kind of pro- project our athletes that we work with, and he came on board. He's been, been with us ever since. Excellent. How about some of the fun stories you can tell us about working with athletes from day one? They're in college. They're getting ready for the draft. Maybe they've had a suit in their life. Maybe they haven't had a suit in their life, right? Uh, tell me about that process and what it means for that gentleman to go to the draft looking fresh. Yeah, so that's one of the niches that we've obviously been able to execute on because – what happens with these guys coming out for the NFL draft is that some of these guys won't know that they're actually going to be going to the draft until the week before. And for these guys that are in college and becoming businessmen, uh, they're not kind of foreseeing this situation. So we've had plenty of opportunities to be able to take care of an athlete in a week uh, that, that needed a suit that was going to get up on stage as they make this transition and so uh, with that, you know, we've, we've really been able to help guys, not guys, I shouldn't say that. We've been able to help these college uh, athletes start to see themselves in a different light, start to see that this is a part of the business process of being a professional athlete, of being a businessman. And uh, that first suit really kind of sets the tone 
uh, for them, especially, again, when they're going to be on ESPN, they're going to be on the NFL Network uh, up on that stage, and then those images are multiply getting repeated over the course of the next year as the next guys come out. Um, that platform has been set for them. Gotcha. In this past draft, uh, tell me some of the names you love working with. Oh, gosh. Well, Dory Jackson uh, was, uh, was a great guy. Tredavious White, uh, Solomon Thomas were some guys that, that were great to work with. What a great story. From long jump in college to president of Elevate Lifestyle. Can I take you back maybe before that time in college, maybe elementary school, and tell your younger self what you would do differently, advice-wise, to reach your level of success faster? Boy, if, if, if I was to kind of give myself some advice, I think that uh, I would tell myself to believe in myself sooner than I did, right? Just having more of that confidence. Uh, there were certain times in my life where I lacked confidence, and uh, it, it, I would want to be able to go tell myself that, look, you can do this, believe in yourself, find that purpose uh, sooner. Right. You helped me with that 100%, and uh, it goes a long way. When someone in your corner has confidence in you, and then you can build on some successes in, cons- in succession, you can also build some confidence. It's so amazing. What are you excited about for 2018 for Elevate Lifestyle? Well, we, we've got some things that, uh, that I can't really speak on right now. Um, Percy is hush-hush about everything. Yeah, He's well. hush-hush <laughs> about everything. I want names. I want recipes <laughs> for success. Well, for, for us, we, we've got some big things on the horizon um, that I think are going to help really expand our business, and uh, we're excited about those opportunities, and it's, it's going to create uh, more opportunities for our clients uh, at a uh, lower price point uh, to be able to get the experience of, of having custom-made clothes. Excellent. So we're excited about that. Thank you. How can our listeners find Elevate Lifestyle? Where? Uh, they can go, if they want to look at our athletes and kind of see some of the different celebrities and different people that we work with, they can go to our Instagram, uh, which is Elevay Lifestyle. So E-L-E-V-E-E Lifestyle. Uh, that's a great place to, to, to check out that. If you're looking just for collections and things, then our website, elevay.com, uh, would be the best place. Awesome. It was amazing spending time with you. And again, thank you for everything you've done for me and the brand Phoenix Fashion Week and all the countless athletes that you've dressed through the years. I'm sure they love you and look up to you. As always on Fashion Rewired, you can upload a free blueprint from Percy Knox on our website. You can find his exact one, two, three action steps and also be inspired by his journey at Fashion Rewired. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Phoenix Fashion Week at Talking Sick Resort, October 18 through 20, 2018. Phoenix Fashion Week is the leading fashion industry event in the Southwest. The organization's mission is to bridge the gap between national and international designers and premier retailers and top fashion media. Phoenix Fashion Week's ultimate goal is to garner global exposure for Arizona's fashion industry through educational fashion seminars, year-round fashion events, and charitable partnerships. Phoenix Fashion Week is gaining rapid acclaim for its community service efforts and for infusing world-class innovation into the Southwest. For more information and tickets, phoenixfashionweek.com. Thank you for joining us for our weekly 30-minute podcast focused on the business of fashion. Fashion Rewired is all about the successful transformation of your mind, perspective, and daily approach to your fashion brand. Make sure you listen next week for the Fashion Rewired podcast with Brian Hill.